Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. That's Mark Saxon. He's Tanner Hendrickson, and I'm Brandon Kylie. And right now, we are going out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line to talk to one of my favorite human beings in the world. It is Benji Molina, Yachty's brother, uh, a fantastic catcher in his own right, a Gold Glove Award winner multiple times in his career. Benji, we always appreciate the time, man. How you doing today? Oh, thank you guys for having me in the show. I'm doing great, man. I'm doing doing good. Uh, just resting. It was a really uh, we were doing the games at home, this uh, homestand, and it was pretty heavy doing doing a lot of stuff for the Cardinal Nation. So, um, just resting today. That's all we. That's all we're doing. Benji, we're going to keep things positive with you today. I don't want to ask you about last night's game. We don't have to go over that. I just want to talk to you about Yachty being back and the positives that are taking place for the Cardinals right now. When you heard officially that the Cardinals had got a deal done to bring your brother back for another year uh, to finish his career here in St. Louis, what what was your initial reaction to that? I thought I thought they did good. You know, I thought that they um, they needed to do it. Um, uh, you know, obviously for Cardinal Nation, for the fans, for for the city, uh, just to do it right. You know, I thought that's what came to my mind. I mean, they did it right. They they talk about it. They yeah, they said that he wanted to get it done before the season's over. And and not only that, but I know the uh, the office wanted to do it. So I mean, we were very very excited. We we're really really uh, happy. We we're proud of him for sure as a family. Uh, but we're really, really excited that he's uh, coming back and, and, and maybe finish his career right here in St. Louis where he belongs. So, Benji, I got to ask you a follow-up question because I was watching MLB Network the other day and I saw Pedro Martinez and he gave a message to Yadier Molina. I'm going to play you this cut if you don't mind and then I want to get your response to this on the other side. I want to say yeah. something to, to, to Yadi. Now that I'm uh, up here and looking at the camera, Yadi. Unless next year goes really bad, todavía no. You can stay. You say stick around. Stick around. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, unless he's physically, yeah. you know, hurting and we don't know anything. But I, I would just say todavía no. Still. Benji, is next year really the last year of Yadier Molina? Or are we going to see this potentially for another couple of seasons afterwards? You know what? Um, I, think, I think Pedro's right for sure. Um, it has to come from inside of Yadi, and knowing a little bit of inside of Yadi, um, if he's going the same way he's going this year and he feels this way, I don't see why he would retire. If um, if nothing goes right, you know, obviously if, if nothing goes right or or he doesn't feel or injuries or anything like that or his body's beat up, which which the way he's playing right now, man, he can control any kind of pitching stuff out there. He can help out a lot of kids. So I don't know, man. It's hard to say. I would say no because my heart says that I want to see him play for at least five, ten more years. <laughs> <laughs> so, but you never know, man. You never know. He said he was his last year. 
I hope he changes his mind on the middle of the year because he's doing so good and the Cardinals are doing good too, you know? That's fantastic. Maybe uh, if he does go another 10 years, he could catch Satchel Paige. He wants to <laughs> pitch at 59 years old in the game. Benji, I want to ask you about you and your brothers because um, people may not know this. I covered you when you were in Anaheim, and you were a lot like Yada. You would backpick runners. You had a tremendous arm. And I think the underrated part of Yadi, the reason people don't understand the Hall of Fame, you know, lock, I think that he is, is for 18 years, teams didn't run on the Cardinals. And what's the value of being able to take away the stolen base from other teams? But I wonder, and then the other interesting, Jose, you know, I think by some measures had the best arm of all three of you with, why do you guys, why, what was it that allowed you guys to develop such strong arms was it just genetics? Did you guys throw a lot as kids? And I'm also curious why none of you kind of gravitated to the mound and became pitchers. Well, um, I think uh, to start your your question, uh, your uh, your comment and question, I think we were all my dad when we played with my dad when we were young. We all played different positions, so we were pitchers too. So mm-hmm. up until like 16 or something, no, like 15. 14, 15, 16, something like that. So we were all pitchers, uh, third basemen. I played everywhere but catcher. Yaddy played everywhere. Uh, Hosey played everywhere. So we de- I think we developed our arm uh, maybe because we were outside almost every day playing tape ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were playing with the regular ball the whole time. Um we were we were outside the whole time, I guess, you know, throwing, we were playing, so we were constantly throwing. So I guess our arms got pretty strong, you know? Mm-hmm. That could be one of the reasons why we had such a strong arms. Um also we were we were throwing to get some fruit from the from the tree many times. <laughs> <laughs> so we didn't have any sticks to get it. So we had to throw it, you know, with a rock. Was it a mango it tree or what? Um, we called it hobo. Hmm. Hobo. I, I, I've been trying to find the uh, for a long time. The how do you say it in English? Uh-huh. But I can tell it's it's very very similar to the mango. So uh, fantastic. Uh, but we've we've been trying to do that. But that could be related to our strength, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we were running a lot. I know we were we were outside playing. A lot, so maybe that had to do with it. Um, for us to, I don't know, for for us to be able to be catchers and and things like that, it comes from the from obviously the little leagues. Everybody thinks that when they see us, they think we were born, and then all of a sudden, two years later, we were in the big leagues. Yeah, and and that, and that's not how it is. You guys know mm-hmm. it. You. You do what these little kids are doing. We went through the whole thing. Uh, we went through a little leagues. We went to tryouts. We went through uh, uh, selection teams and whatever you want to call it. Uh, and then we went to college. I mean, my brother signed at high school, but mm-hmm. I went to college, junior college. So mm-hmm. we went. We pay our dues before we became professional. And not only that, after you can become professional, guys, mm-hmm. you go through a hard time in the minor leagues. So. Um, so I think that's why we're so strong-minded, mature uh, baseball players, you know. 
We're talking to Benji Molina here on 101 ESPN. Kind enough to join us after it was announced earlier this week that his brother Yachty officially signed another one-year deal with the Cardinals for 2022. Uh, Benji, if next year is the final year for Yachty, if this is his decision to hang it up after the season, how important do you think it would be for him to be able to finish things up with Adam Wainwright? And as a as a little bit of an addition to that, how cool do you think it would be to potentially bring back Albert Pujols as well for a send off for all three of them in the same season? I think it's uh, I think it will be like legendary. That will be the word, you know. Like if you can get those three guys retiring in the same year, you know, and, and playing for the team they really really love, you know, they started and and they finished there. I think it will be legendary, man. I think it would be something that not. It, it'll be it, it'll live through baseball forever. I really do believe so. Albert, I don't know what his plans are. I don't know if he's retiring or not. I don't know if uh, if he's gonna be with us. But the Wayno side, it's not about Yadi only. It's not about coming back because of Yadi only. It's about because he's been our ace for two years. For two years. Adam Wainwright has been our ace, and he's going to be 40 this year pretty soon, if it's not already. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's not only for Yadi to be with him in his last year, but also because he's been our ace. These two guys literally has been helping the team win games, you know. Uh, so that's why the reason needs to be uh, Wainwright comes back because he's been our ace winning games whenever most we need it. And Yadi has been taking care of the behind the plate and, and clutch hits after clutch hits, uh, a leader behind the plate and everything. So those are the main reasons too. Benji, if, if last year is Yadi's last year and that, and he's pretty, you know, let's say he turns out to be adamant about that and, you know, it is going to be cool to see him go to all these cities and, and watch other teams kind of show their appreciation for him. Um, but as you got older in your career, and I wonder if this will apply to Yachty, did you think it was more important for you to take younger catchers or younger players and kind of teach them the way to play? And do you think maybe in that final year, Yachty will do that with whether it's Andrew Kisner or Yvonne Herrera, just to make sure that this organization is kind of in good shape at the position? Yeah, he, he, I'm sure 100% he will do that. But remember, guys, ever since he came in, that's all he saw. Mm-hmm. We were just talking the other day about how how guys took care of him when he was a young guy. So after he became the number one guy in St. Louis, he did the same. This is not last year, his first year. Last year wasn't his first year in spring training taking care of the kids. Mm-hmm. So he's been doing this since, I mean, since I remember. Uh, when he became number one, he takes care of him. So I don't think next year is going to be a different. When you are, when you are playing baseball, and and you see yourself as a target. Oh, Kisner wants my job. Herrera wants my job. Sanchez wants my job. You you will not perform. You will not be good. I think, I think you put that aside. You become a nice nice human being, uh, a great hearted, humble human being. You try to help. And then you go out there and do your job, and you don't have to worry about anything. So that's what Yadi have done to these kids. Let me tell you this real quick. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I got up to the big leagues, I had veteran players in my club. I have like 
four other catchers that play other positions. I don't want to name the names, mm -hmm. but I have four or five guys. And let me tell you what, they did not spend one minute with me, mm -hmm. teaching me or helping me. One minute they did not spend. And, and I spent, I have spent hours, days, if you count them all the hours. Yadi has spent days, maybe years, if you count all those days and, and months that he has spent helping kids, helping the young ones, always trying to give them advice, always trying to put the, the right perspective out there, always trying to teach him how to win games or, or teaching them that the winning part is the most important part of this. I mean, he's been teaching these young kids forever. Me, uh, I did the same thing. Tozy, I know he did the same thing. So we're not worried about somebody taking our jobs. We're worried about them becoming good players, good people out there. So I don't see that changing. We're talking to Benji Molina for just another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Hey, Benji, I'm curious, what what's Yachty's relationship like with Yvonne Herrera? I, I know he's certainly spent some time with him. As you talked about, he spent time with a lot of the young catchers over the years. But what's his relationship specifically like with Yvonne Herrera? And uh, if you've seen Yvonne in, in spring training, what's your impression of Herrera? I think it's uh, uh, Yachty has a great relationship with him. They text and, and they keep in touch through uh, social media, too. So they have a good relationship. Yadi always have good relationship with uh, all the catchers that he uh, obviously come involved in spring training during the season. So their relationship is nothing to worry about. They have a great relationship with each other, all the catchers. So that's that's fine. Um, I, I've seen uh, Herrera catch, and I've seen him uh, hit. And, and I tell you what, the, the word that everybody uses it's potential, right? He he has potential, but nobody can tell you when they get up to the big leagues that they're going to be good. Sure. The only guy who's going to tell you is when they step out on a plate and, and Cherser's pitching or Velander or whoever it is. I don't care, but I'm just saying names. But mm -hmm. whoever it is is out there, and then you perform. We have seen it. We saw it from Bader. He had potential. They loved potential. He had it. And he struggled for a couple of years, or maybe more, before he he's having a, a you know a normal year this year. Uh, we saw what O'Neill was going through for three or four years too. Um, you know, so it takes these kids maybe time. I don't know. Maybe they don't develop. You know, Kisner, they, he had a shot to play every day when Yadi went down, and he started off hot, but then all of a sudden. He, he felt what Yadi was feeling, you know, the, the the grind of playing everyday everyday ball and the grind of taking care of the pitching and the blocking and getting hit foul tips, and all of a sudden he's hitting one something, you know what I mean? So hmm. it, it's not about potential. I see a lot of potential on him. I don't like that word. I really hate that word because <laughs> I because I, my mom has the potential to steal a base. <laughs> so and she that doesn't mean she's gonna do it. So. I don't like that word so much, but in this case, um, he's doing good in the. I mean, he's doing good in the minor leagues. Uh, but when he gets to the big leagues, is gonna be the real payoff. It's gonna be the real. Okay, he's here. Let's see what he does. You know, so that you gotta wait, man. The potentials there. The the kid is really good. Has a lot of skill. Has a lot of upside to him. Um, but you know. It's, it's when they get here in the big leagues what it matters the most. 
So, so BK said we weren't going to do this, but I just can't help myself because I respect your baseball knowledge, uh, Benji. And, you know, you covered the whole homestand. They kind of didn't make the traction they had hoped to make. And then last night, obviously, they, they blew a big lead in Pittsburgh. Do you still feel like this team is in contention, Benji? And if not, if they don't make it this year, where, where do you think this roster or this group of guys kind of fell short? I'm going to tell you what, guys, I uh... From what we saw, you know, almost all year, they've been up and down. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beginning of the year, they took off a little bit, you know, before they went to L.A., came back home at 7 a.m. After that day, Flaherty got hurt. And then after that day, they just been downhill uh, after that. So from what I've seen, the only thing that keeps me with my fingers crossed is that five game out of the wild card, six games. Mm-hmm which is really doable, you know, that the teams are beating up on each other out there. The division is out of hand probably by now, but the uh, the way the Brewers are playing and the Reds, so, I mean, the the wild card, it's open. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say this, and it's not in a mean way towards anybody. It's just like a baseball mind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I learned that the last two months of the season, it's time to stop making excuses. It's time for the Cardinals to stop making excuses. And I'm not saying they are doing excuses. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying in general from baseball for what I know, right? So it's time to stop making excuses. Oh, the pitching is not doing well. Mm-hmm. Oh, the injuries. Oh, the bullpen is, is not pitching well at the end of the game. So uh, the hitting, they get in slumps. They cannot bring an RBI from third or less than two out. Or, or oh, man, if we would have got that guy over from second we would have had a chance to win. Oh, you know, like that. Oh, if we score runs. Oh, I mean, I'm tired. And I'm telling you from guys that are in the Hall of Famers, they told me this thing. It's the last two months. It's time for any team to stop making freaking excuses and go out there on the field and win. That's just bottom line, the W. At the end of the night, the Brewers, uh, Cincinnati, San Diego, Whoever, whoever who's on top of you does not give a crap if they win by a wild pitch, if they win by a buck, if they win by an air, if they win by a sack fly, if they win by a bunt, if they win by running the bases, if they win by pitching, if they win by hitting, they don't give a crap, dude. They don't give a crap. And the last two months of the season is about the freaking W. That's what it is about. Stop making excuses as, as in general, right? You know, I'm talking about MLB. Mm-hmm. Stop making excuses. If you're in it, just go out there and try to fight for the freaking win. Mm-hmm. If you lose, you know what, bro? We lost. They beat us. Let's go home and let's turn the page and let's win tomorrow. You know, but it's, it gets tiring of everybody trying to make excuses for everybody. Man, the last two months of the season, it's goal time. You either win or you lose a game, and that's it. It's not because the starting didn't go five, the starting go went four, the the hitting got a slump, but they couldn't score a run. I don't give a crap, dude. It's the excuses, it's not for me. The last two months of the season, we win, we lose, shut up, come back stronger next day, and let's do it again. Let's see what happens. Benji? You're always the best, man. We appreciate you hopping on with us today. All the best to you. All the best to your brother. Send us all of our best, and we'll talk with you again soon, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me.
Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. The Wendy's $3 breakfast deal is here. Get a bacon or sausage egg and Swiss croissant plus a small seasoned potatoes. That's a better breakfast for just three bucks in three easy steps. One, wake up. <sighs> Two, get out of bed. And three, head to Wendy's for your $3 breakfast deal. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's $3 breakfast deal. Limited time only. Participating U.S. Wendy's during breakfast hours. Select a request $3 breakfast deal in order to obtain discount. Not valid for all card or combos orders. Price and participation may vary in Alaska and Hawaii.